Let's go! Who's up next? Welcome, one and all, to the land where long live play and greatness is always waiting. It is I, your host, Dat Ninja Kev, and with me is the Florida man himself, Mr. Donnie Reed. Oh, no. Is that PlayStation, right? That's what we're doing? What? How dare you? Greetings, Xbox! This is the show, this is the day we have all been waiting for. I'm so ready to get into the show, Kevin. I couldn't be more excited. Couldn't be? Or couldn't be? be. No, no, I could not be. This is most like the GIF. Like we're hype here right now. We need to be hype here. I'm here. I'm all the way hype. Okay, fair enough. Speaking of people that get us hype, though, we do have to thank quickly our Patreon producers over at patreon.com slash PSVG. And that includes Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bonesaw Barboni, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tyus, Kyle Heyman. Paul Calico, Mike Massick, The Action, Zach Bradshaw, Nick Fahaba, Rude Days 93, and Rob Emanuel. Thank you all so much for your love and support. And we give it right back to you. Just like that. Just like that. That's right. Just like just like that. All of there it. All of it. So, Donnie, some things happened today. So, before we kind of get into the Xbox stuff, I think we have to talk about it. I know you're itching to especially uh, Sony. We have, we have a date. We have prices. We have some more game announcements. We do. So what you thinking? What are your thoughts? First things first, a um, little housekeeping. Xbox Empire will be delayed tomorrow on the master feed as we um, pave the way for our PlayStation show to give you their full reaction. So if you want to listen to the PlayStation stuff, it'll hit the pod in the morning and then the Xbox Empire will follow it in the afternoon. It will still be on the um, on the master feed as soon as I record it like it normally is. So it'll be on the master feed tonight. I mean, I'm sorry, on the solo feed, on the solo Xbox yep. Empire solo feed. So if you guys listen to us there, you'll get it right away. Um, if not, it'd be a little bit delayed. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> I am so excited for PlayStation gamers to finally adopt um, the modern gaming technology of supporting cross-gen and Game Pass-like services and all of the amazing things that they have ridiculed and throw stones at me for enjoying Xbox for doing for mm-hmm. what feels like the better part of the past year. Now, we got dates uh, November 12th, yes, 12th. two days after Xbox, three ninety nine. day after my birthday, in case anybody wants to give me a little oh, something. Oh, nice. Just, just throwing that out there. You got to the save up that money. Yeah, get that birthday money. <laughs> there won't be any PlayStations for you to buy with it, but you no. can save it. <laughs> there aren't any right now, as a matter of fact. But anyway, yes. three ninety nine, four ninety nine. So let's talk mm-hmm. about just the... the what does this do for Xbox? Like from an Xbox point of view, we're not going to break it all down because we have PlayStation show for that. But yeah, yeah. from an Xbox point of view, I mean, the price is exactly where I thought they would be. I don't think it's yeah. surprising at all. And I think it's, I think it's good. I, I think it's good. It, it fits. It makes sense. It's what, you know, kind of most people with a sensibility amongst them were predicting anyway. And I think for Xbox, it doesn't really do anything. It, it's, it's right <laughs> where probably where Microsoft actually wanted them to be, where it's okay. They still have the cheapest and they still have the most powerful. Yep, Xbox, not not Sony, um, but it gives those Sony fanboys an option without breaking the bank. Like we didn't get those five and six hundred dollar price points we were, you know, possibly hearing about. So that's good news for them. But yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it's in the right place for Xbox. Um, so they have to be happy with the way things went. Although it wasn't the announcement, you know, Xbox wanted initially um, when their stuff leaked out. But 
I think this was the best case scenario for them that Sony didn't come back and try and undercut them as, as crazy it would be. No, I, no, I agree with you. I think, I think it's spot on. Like I told you before, I thought, I thought a lot of PlayStation fans would happily pay a hundred dollars more for PlayStation stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, if they went over that, I think you may have had some, maybe start to think about it. Like, absolutely. Wait a second here, but right where they are, I think it's perfectly fine. I don't think anybody will question that at all. So now that we've got that out of the way, what do you think about the rest of the announcements? Or would you like me to bring up some of them? Because um, you can set right, me so, loose and I will just go nuts. Yeah, I know. I, I know. If, I don't, if I don't jump in, you're just going to run with it. <laughs> um, so so games wise, I, I guess let's start with the generational thing. You know, they they dropped the ball here. I'm not giving them any any slack on this either, as I know you're not. Uh, they were saying, let's do a clean cut. Let's go next gen. Let's go. They and I was for it. that approach. They didn't they say did. it. They, they promised, promised it. it. They went that's on true. record. We will not be. They said after Ghost, that's it. Mm-hmm. And it is not it. Nope. They're doing Little Big Planet. They're doing Horizon. They're doing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. All of these exclusives that were impossible to run on PlayStation 4, Donnie. It's impossible. It's not Halo holding back generations of technology. Yep. This SSD technology is incapable of running on PlayStation 4. It's bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. That's what it always was, and that's what it is. Um, well, see, see, I don't... It is. Nope, nope. It is bullshit. It is. It, saying that it can't run is bull. Yes. Was this always in the plans for them? Yeah. That I'm not sure. No, I think it was. I see. I think maybe Microsoft saying the fact that they were going to support for two years, they're like, well, maybe we should too. No. Because Kevin, I don't think. You're well, smarter than that. Well, but here's the thing. So it is capable of running on a PS4, clearly. clearly. But it is not going to be anywhere near as good. Of course. No, no, no. And, and, and so the and same that's thing thinking, that like, I said for Halo. Right. Well, that's true. Right. It's so the same thing yeah. I said for everything else. You can you can scale. Look, dude, if games if certain games can run on Switch, our current hardware that we have now are capable of running any game that I have been shown in the past five years. Like our current yes. hardware, like there's not a game. Like Ratchet and Clank can run on PlayStation 4. It totally can. It may have load screens, like something may need to be altered, but can it run? Without a doubt it can run. I don't know if they can have all that on screen that was on screen. They can. Yeah, they can. I don't know. See the di- the difference with the Switch argument though is you got to remember people aren't designing games for two versions of Switch. They're designing these games now, essentially with having to keep in mind. I think it's a little bit different though when you look at designing stuff that's going to run on two generations of Xbox and, and PlayStation versus porting something over to Switch. Like they have teams that do that, especially for it's one hundred percent different. That's right. not the point I'm trying to make. Okay. You realize the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is that it's it, it is exactly what I said it was. It is all about a matter of investment. If you are willing to do so, it yeah. can totally be done. Right. Right. right? So yeah. it, it's just bullshit. What it was was a company putting out marketing propaganda that differed itself from the competition and their fans taking it and running with it like it was gospel. The thing, the reason that I'm angry is not because it's PlayStation versus Xbox, right? We've got to get out of this thinking. It's mm-hmm. not us versus each other. We need to start looking at this more like the NFL. We're the players. We should have a players union versus the owners. It's them, right? But but we get into these silly fanboy wars where we're just willing to accept anything they say to us at all. And look, I'm not throwing stones. I definitely give Nintendo all kinds of passes. Oh, yeah. When I do, I like to think that I own up to it and say so. I definitely do with Mario. Mm-hmm. Said it from the beginning. 
<laughs> it's not what I wanted. I wish it was better. Am I still going to buy it? Absolutely. Why? That's that's a common thing. <laughs> because I want to buy it. Because I want right. to buy it. I feel like yeah, yeah. too many people get caught up in defending their in justifying the purchases and defending their their passion or their value or whatever word you want to say it. They find these excuses to why they want to do something. And they say that instead of just saying, I like PlayStation and I want to buy a damn PlayStation. Just say Mm. that. Don't go and throw how bad you think Game Pass is or how bad you don't care about Game Pass or how bad you think next or current gen is going to hold back next gen on Xbox. Don't throw all of that crap out there because those are objectively good things. The things Hmm. that made me angry about all of the feedback that Xbox was getting about those programs is those programs are things that we should want from everybody. Every damn console should support cross-gen. Every one of them should support smart delivery. You shouldn't have to rebuy another game that you've already bought if it's running on the same damn architecture in the same damn storefront. It's ridiculous. You just, you just went Lewis Black on it. It's ridiculous. It is. There's no reason to defend it other than I love PlayStation and I want to do whatever they say. And today they're getting their comeuppance. Yeah. There's so many PlayStation fans that are like, what? Well, see, so here, here's my stance, and I've been saying this from the start, and I, I'm on record for this. Both consoles, I wish they would just cut the general. I'm, I'm not for cross-gen, like, I'm for cross-platform, because I don't. I want Spider-Man Miles Morales to, to be, be the best, the thing best ever. way to play. I don't want them to hold anything back because yep. it needs to run on PS4. I don't want Halo to hold anything back because it needs to run on Xbox You know, One S. But that's like, never that's been what a launch game. Right. No, no, and that's fine. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, so that's okay. Like I, I, I'm agreeing with you, but I look at it from a di- different perspective. But ultimately, I agree with you 100. So, but, so we don't get too far. Because like I said, this is an Xbox show. Um, the PlayStation Plus Collection, yeah. aka their Game Pass yeah. attempt, at least to start. Hey, it's um, something good for them. I'm for this, good for PlayStation like folks. Right. I, I like this approach. Thank, thank God they're doing something because I was definitely afraid that they just weren't even going to try. So again. I like, was expecting really you to tell me how many of these games you've already played and how many of well, them you've yeah. already got on Steam and on Epic yes. and well, on Twitch and all the no. other things. So, so no, because <laughs> most of the ones they showed were all Sony exclusives that they weren't were. available on those there platforms. They were PS4 yet. games, which is why I tweeted, yes. but we know PlayStation folks don't care about playing old games. Oh, yes. No. They don't but care so, about so, back compatibility. Yeah, well, no, but so here, here's the play there, though. This is where this is kind of a selling point. Is it, For people that didn't play those games, this is a way for them to play. There's 100 million PS4s. Are we really going to go for the people that didn't play the game card? Um, how Most many, how every you... gamer that has gamed has played the games. <laughs> There's 110 million of them sold. How many do we have to sell before we play that card? See, here's the thing. I'm excited to play Gears 5 when Xbox Series X launches. And when I say that to people, and I will say you, I get, well, those are old games. I don't want to play that. And here's PlayStation playing a bunch of old games, and I have to listen to, for the people that haven't played them, come on. Yeah, but I don't hear anybody saying that. Like, you're you're causing a fake argument here. Like, I mean, I yes, can show it this, to you. This is an early attempt, and you're right. Like, what? Else, but here's the thing. What else were they supposed to put on it? No. It's, it's like when, when Xbox hey, launched Game Pass, what would you expect to be on I am not Games hating the played. announcement. I love the yeah. announcement. Here's the thing that I hate. I want people to treat everybody the same way. PlayStation fans, keep that same energy that you've been giving me for six months. I want to hear you talk about how you don't like old games, about how you don't want to see uh, cross-gen games. I want to hear you tell me, I'll just play it on PC. 
I've got a super PC. I don't need Game Pass. I'll just play Final Fantasy on PC instead of buying a PlayStation. I don't need to buy a PlayStation 5 because I can play Horizon and Little Big Planet on my PlayStation 4. Keep that same energy. Yes. Or just say, I freaking love PlayStation and I don't need to give you an excuse. That's all I'm asking for. Just keep it real. Keep it 100. So, all right. I agree. However... When people say those things to you and you get upset, that's not your response back to them. When did I, that, well, when I, love I get Xbox, upset? So I'm just going to buy. Help me. Chat. Can somebody, can somebody please? Please somebody give me a thing somebody when to anybody chat. told me they love PlayStation and I denied them. Look, look, here's the thing. I have gotten this reputation because our Discord is very pro PlayStation as being the anti PlayStation person. But mm. Devin, of all people know, I am not anti PlayStation. I have owned PlayStation. There are many, many games that I love PlayStation. My freaking wall is adorned with PlayStation stuff. All of it. I like it. I like PlayStation. I'm not against PlayStation. I'm not against PlayStation owners. The problem is that I hate that these, these core philosophies that PlayStation believed in, the things that made Xbox bad and not worth having, these are now core philosophies that PlayStation is doing. And I just sure. want it to be treated the same. That's all. Right. And... I think it's too early to start saying people aren't like, like Dev and them may say, okay, I, I hate game pass game pass, not for me, whatever, blah, blah. The Sony may roll this out and he may not sign up for it. He may not be like, oh my God, this is great. Like that's the thing. It's so too where early is to say, the, where is the, I don't need to upgrade because I can play on my P my PC and my current console. Once again, I think it's too early to say that. And also not all of the games that are coming for next gen are going to be on PS4. There are some, yes, but just like Xbox, there were many that we saw that weren't coming till 2021 that we haven't sure. heard definitively, hey. but we're assuming are only coming to next gen because they said it was only going to be till a certain period of time. I might get a PlayStation 5, and when I do, it'll be because I told you I wanted to buy a PlayStation 5. Same reason I'm getting an <laughs> Xbox Series X. Right, right, right. I don't need to give you a reason. I don't need to justify it. I, I just yeah. do. But when I say that on Twitter, and I'm not, look, I'm not attacking any of our folks. This isn't like an inner family squabble. Like we, we tease each other and stuff. But at the end of the day, the thing that I always say is we'll all own it all anyway. How many, how many consoles do you have, Kev? Three. How many do I have or had until four days Seven, ago? 72. Right. We're all going to get it anyway. We love games. We're going to play them all. This isn't me like putting Kyle and Devin on blast. That's not what this is. It's just that there has been a lot of talk since, since Xbox. You remember when Xbox said we're going to do the two year thing? Yeah. I came on this show and I said, Sony's going to do the same thing. And then Mr. Harrison comes out and goes, we believe in generations. And everybody said, well, well PlayStation believes generations. They're not going to do it, Donnie. But they did. So wh where is the like, does nobody care if PlayStation is being transparent? It's another thing that we hear about all the time. These companies need to be transparent. Xbox needs to be transparent. Literally, PlayStation just hid all the things that they've been saying, all their marketing up to this point. They just hid it all in the fine print after the fact. Like after the show and everything, they were like, oh, by the way, all these games are coming to consoles you already have and we've got just all the same stuff. Come on, man. Like, I realize that PlayStation fans may not like hearing what I'm saying and they may get defensive and that's fine. I'm very um, elaborate and, and animated in, in, my, in my point, right? I get that. But at the same time, like, you have to see the similarities and, and like just the case that's being made here. Like, it's flat out. Very close to the same thing as it has, by the way, always been. <laughs> PlayStation Plus, games of the gold. Like they always have been so super similar. Huh? So that's that's the only reason I got angry is because, again, not inside the family, although Devin does plenty of it. Devin does his own trolling. <laughs> so you know what? Actually, anybody listening to the show, you can 100% take it just aimed at Dev. Just aimed at Devin. This is just aimed at Devin because he trolls me all the time and I do the same thing to him. We like to do this to each other. It's not personal. We love each other. Dev's my dude. 
right? But I hear this all the time, all the time, Kevin. It's not just in our Discord. It's socially. I'm a part of four other Xbox servers and Jeff Grubb's server and all kinds of stuff. And I can't tell That's you your problem number one. the amount of people that when I say, like, I'm so excited for Xbox Series X, the instant response is, oh, I just play on PC. Where are all those PC players at today? Where are all the people telling me that they don't need a PlayStation 5, they're just going to play on PC? Well, so the, the PC argument is a different one yet again, is most of the games on Microsoft that they keep touting are on PC because that's Microsoft basically is they PC all are. console. Yep. Sony is not there yet. Yes, they have some games on there. They are not but there they yet. Will be. But they will be. I, it's happening. Not anytime soon. Not, not Not as quick as Microsoft adapt to it. No, of course not. But it's happening. It's going to happen because it's free money. But here's the problem. All right. All right. Hang on. Let me refocus. Let me collect myself. Here's the point, Kev. It's not that PlayStation has been caught being hypocrites because they have, but that's not the point. The point is cross-gen, supporting on PC, smart delivery. These are things that we should all accept because it benefits us, the player. We should want that because it benefits us. If you can play Horizon on your PS4 and you want to do so, you should be to do, you yes, should be allowed to absolutely. do so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like they should just hold it back and give you some yarn about, oh, it can never run. It's impossible. Unless no, they make it that it can't run, because that's what I really would like. Exactly. That's what I want. And those games are coming, but they're two or three year plus years off. Those games are coming off. Like we've talked about it. You've talked about it. It takes time yeah. for developers to learn how to really push us. How to stretch that thing. Yeah. Right. And these are still, still x86 architecture. So if back compat can work, if cross gen oh, yeah. can work, then we should support them doing so. You know why this is a good move for PlayStation? They're going to sell hundreds of millions of copies of games. That's a good thing. But we get caught up in these fanboy wars or who's better than the other. And it's all BS. That's what I said. It's all BS. As I said today on my own Twitter, F it. Buy both. Buy, buy them both. Be Seth. Be Josh. <laughs> right? I just I just hate sometimes we dig in and then it all just gets thrown in our face. Like I would hate to be. Don't buy any because none of the games are coming out exclusive to it anyway. That's really the real answer. <laughs> Save your money thing. and buy all the games instead. Let's I would. That way. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So ultimately, that's 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 it. That's the end of the rant. I just I just wanted people to to own up to the things they've said. I would hate to have been that person today that bought everything Sony had ever said, and then to see them walk it all back today. Yeah. I would have hated to be that person because that's the day that it bites you in the butt. And guess what? For everybody, you're keeping it 100. You're keeping me to tab. Nintendo needs to get on board too. If Nintendo <laughs> comes out yeah. with a Switch 2 and it's not back and pat and my purchase is on transfer, I'm going to f- break my Switch on national TV. <laughs> like I'm going to I'm going to lose it. I've given them passes. I gave them a pass on the Wii U. I realize that they built the Wii U off the 3DS eShop. Yeah. I realize the challenges of why they did what they did. Did I give them a pass? Sure. Could they have fixed mm-hmm. it? They absolutely could have fixed mm-hmm. it. But I give them a pass, but I own up to giving them a pass. Yeah. And I just tell you that I love Nintendo games. It's like I love my Xbox. I love everything that Xbox has been doing. And I just hate so many people have taken, oh, I hate Xbox, so we must hate everything they're doing. I think more PlayStation fans should have been like, I want PlayStation to do what they're doing. Look at what look what they're doing. <laughs> why don't we have Game Pass? Why why do I have That's, to buy the game? I've been twice? saying that for a long time, the Game Pass thing. I'm like, they need to do something like that. Yep. Exactly. So anyway. End rant. I don't mean to offend anybody. If you feel defensive, don't feel. It's not aimed at anybody personally. I'm just trying to. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I'm just putting. It's going to be in the show notes. So if you're wondering if Donnie's yelling at you, we're going to list it in the show notes. You have to go and read. It's just I want to put out into the ether. I want to scream into the void things that have been screamed at me or or things that I have heard my favorite podcasts and my favorite influence have to defend themselves. You know, that's another thing. Like I listen to Rand every week. He was on our show. 
Rand has 50,000 followers, dude. Like his, his Twitch channel or his YouTube channel is insane. It's always yeah. busy. Dude, mm-hmm. every week he has to answer why he's getting a console instead of a PC. Why he doesn't get PlayStation get better exclusives. You know, like all the, it just happens all the time. Speaking mm-hmm. of which, to, to, to make this, let's bring this back around Xbox. Today I realized why I was more like, why I have basically drifted further from the PlayStation brand across this generation. As they showed more and more games, we didn't really talk about the games they showed, several of these games yeah. coming to Xbox. Yeah, Kevin, yeah. I don't really care about any of these games. I think Spider-Man looks amazing. And I'm going, looks fantastic. I'm going to get a PlayStation 4 and I'm going to play. Um, outside of that, you know, like, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of like looking at it and, and it's probably clear as to why, but like it reminded me of First Light. Oh yeah. The it's use good. of the colors. And I'm like, yeah. so it's a spin-off of an existing game that uses these neon color feels. I'm like, this is great. But yes. Uh, I'm 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 gonna play it for sure. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be playing it. And and I, you guys listen to me now. Like again, I don't hate play. I'm going to buy another PlayStation 4. Today yeah. I came away from the conference going, I I jumped on that too early. <laughs> there are more <laughs> games to play. Um so I'm gonna get that back and I'm gonna play those games. But for the most part, like I don't care at all about Final Fantasy, and you know yeah. that. Yeah. I don't care at all. That does zero for me in the department. Yep, Harry Potter, nothing. Oh, see that that I'm all over, but that's not Sony exclusive. Like at the time, at the time when people were announcing it, we thought it was. Sure, turns out it's not. But yeah, I thought that looked great. That was a, that was a great showing in my mind there. But so yeah. for a lot of their stuff that I see, like just daily, you know, I'm just like these aren't really like I love some playstation games i love infamous i love sucker punch Mm -hmm. i for the most part love naughty dog like a a new uncharted game would get me there in a heartbeat sure like i I love god of war so Mm -hmm. like those are franchises i love but the totality of the playstation ecosystem i don't and i hear a lot of people say the same thing about xbox and that's what dawned on me today as i was watching the show and i'm watching the internet freak out and they're going nuts and i see all my and i i'm doing this because i look at tweet deck and i've got like nine feeds up and i'm seeing you know reactions from everybody yeah and the the thought that hit me kevin was this is how other people i feel now how other people feel when i see like gears and ori and nobody else cares (laughs) (laughs) pretty much You, you know what you need to do and i think this whole entire conversation since we hit the record button tonight is stemmed upon you need to stop following people on social media because I'm not that mad about anything that happened. Like I just took it as what I saw and I wasn't offended. I wasn't I'm not offended I, well, see, or mad actually, I should take it back. I I'm I'm upset and I no, I shouldn't say upset. I feel exactly as you do about Sony backtracking the generational thing. Like that's a lame ass move. It's that's funny just that we like, think differently of it. I think it's a good move, and this is why I'm I am the way I am tonight. And you think it's a bad move. <laughs> well no, I, I'm angry at them for saying for definitively saying we are not doing this and then backpedaling. That's just like Microsoft saying, hey, we're not gonna allow you to tr- share discs and then they had to backpedal on that. So that's the same walk of shame yeah. I expect Sony to be doing to like I am hundred percent on you with that. Like that's that's not cool. Because that changes the plans and everything. That's like why I'm I sitting sold here, my PlayStation. I would still right. have my PlayStation. I sold it because what did I tell you? After yeah, Ghost, like, there's right. nothing else. I'm not going to play it. It's yeah. time to move on. But and now, sitting, uh, there's four games that I want to play. <laughs> right. And I'm sitting over here like, oh, how am I going to buy an Xbox series? You know, how am I going to buy an Xbox? How am I going to buy a PlayStation? In the reality, I'm like, I don't need to buy either. You don't need to buy either. I could just keep going. I'm like. You totally can. And that's a good thing. We should encourage companies to let you do that. Of all years, this year. <laughs> Will the game still be cheaper? Or are they actually going to jack I the really price? I'm wondering that. Like, that's another thing it, we talked. We didn't talk about. PlayStation ooh. announced all of their first party games are seventy dollars, which, which you know, you know, my like, I don't want to pay more, but I totally get it, and I'm okay so with do it. I. 
I wanted somebody to come out and say, this is what it's going to be. And like, yeah, 2K did it. And that's one thing. But for Sony to come out and say, this is how it's going to be. That gives a lot more people a pass to say, okay, Sony's doing it. We can do it too then. Like that's, that's the move that we've been saying all along that, you know, they, they should have collectively already had this conversation as, as a, as an industry and said, okay, we're going to charge $70. And apparently clearly that never happened because everybody's shocked in this and that. So yeah, Sony bumped it up and you know, it is what it is. I'm not happy, but I, I get it. It's My, fine. We've talked but about that. The point. consoles are cheaper. You know, they didn't drop that $600 console on us. So, okay, I'll give you $10 more a pop, you know, whatever. Like, I wish I knew my $10 was actually going to anything more than some company execs bonus. Right. <laughs> It'd yeah, be nice yeah. to know that the devs weren't going to be laid off every time they finish a game. Or they yeah. weren't going to have a decent severance and some benefits for Christ's sakes. Mm-hmm. Like that's the pro- my, that's my problem with the argument is I'm not opposed. We've talked about it, so I'll be quick. But I'm not opposed to paying seventy dollars for a game. No. I wish everybody did it. That's the thing that I don't like. I don't like that it's pick and choose because we have yes. some p- f- folks saying that they need it. It has to happen. They can't afford to make games anymore. Meanwhile, they're posting year over year all time mm-hmm. record profits. Yep. And they are like the haves of the video game business. It's not the yep. have nots that are saying it. There's several. There, ha- there hasn't of- been any big co- big team uh, in the industry this year that has not seen growth. Like your EAs, your Ubisofts, like everybody's seeing increases. If Ubisoft isn't yes, raising indie, the indie price. devs are one thing, but indie devs are the ones that are charging us twenty bucks anyway. There you if go. an indie dev said it, listen, I can't do twenty. I have to do thirty. I am way more okay with that than you know, Ubisoft or EA or Sony saying we need $70. Could you imagine if Rockstar was like, we can't afford to sell games at $60 anymore? Dude, Rockstar could come out with the next GTA and say it's 100 bucks, and people wouldn't even blink an eye. They could come right, out and say it. it's free and it'd be fine. They've made so much freaking money. Like they make so much money from Red Dead Online. So that's the thing is like, I'm all for, it's, it's like this, um, it's like this, uh, I'm trying to- Imagine if Fortnite came out and it was free. It's like this justice-seeking- initiative right people are like we're gonna yeah. fight for the devs give them more money and i'm all for it i wish i could go to developers and hand them the money mm. but is that actually what's happening <laughs> like is it trickling down to them is that really what's happening or are we just being taken advantage of because we love these right. things as much as we do I, i'm pretty sure it's the latter part but if you tell your whatever you got to tell yourself to make it happen i'm all for it but i would yep. feel a lot better if everybody said they needed it, because Ubisoft oh, yeah. isn't saying they need it, and EA isn't saying they need it, but 2K is and PlayStation is. And it's like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> you guys sell all the games. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Enough PlayStation talk. Let's move on. We got stuff to talk about here that is green related, if you will. Um, first thing up, Xbox Cloud Gaming, also known as Project X Cloud, as we know, has officially launched for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members with over 150 titles available to play on Android. Which they also sent that notification to Apple users as well. That was, was awesome. so amazing. That was well, they, so I mean, great. The thing is, they probably don't know what device you had, so they couldn't oh, exclude Apple devices, but that's hilarious. I wish they um, did it like not on this phone. It would have been amazing if they targeted it. <laughs> that would be. Um, in order to access it, you'll need to download the Xbox Game Pass app from the Google Play Store. Yep. If you don't have a compatible controller, you can still play Minecraft Dungeons entirely with touch controls, so there'll probably be other games there as well. I did look uh, at the app, Donnie. I, I do not have uh, access to Project X Cloud, but it does actually have a category here uh, that suggests for you games that play great on mobile. Hmm. So they're even acknowledging like, hey, you might not want to play Gears you know, Gears 5 on your phone. It may not be great, but hey, Minecraft Dungeons works great. Uh, it's After good on, Party it's good works on a, great. Gears 5 is actually good on a phone with a controller. Right, I was right. going to ask you if you tried it, but since you don't have access, I guess not. 
Nope, need Game Pass Ultimate, and since we game share, I do not have access to it. The so. touchscreen controls in Minecraft Dungeons are pretty great. Really? I, I would never I would never play that way. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. 100% would never play that way. But I do think this is a Fortnite situation where more people may look at this and start replicating it in Absolutely. all other places. Because Microsoft, uh-huh. you can change like the sizes of it of the UI to like fit your thumb, your thumbs and like it's positioned to where you naturally hold the phone. And mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen that now. Granted, I am not the expert on mobile games. I hate mobile games, <laughs> you know, but I was pleasantly surprised. I booted it up. I get, jumped into the game. I walked around for like 10 minutes and then I turned it off and I went back to playing on actual Xbox. No, right, right. My, my thing with xCloud is I'm never going to play xCloud unless I am <laughs> removed from my Xbox. Like it's going to take that. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not going to be a way that I play games for a while because I still don't think it's quite all the way there. But good launch, good start. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, and it's it's going to be weird now because we talk about every time Game Pass has announcements, which we're about to get into in a second here, that you have to always kind of follow what games are coming to PC, which games are coming to console, and now we need to follow which games are coming to mobile. Just like, yep. Ugh. But I I get it. I totally understand why. Hey, it's, 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 this is the new normal. Yeah. Yep. Everybody's going to be doing it sooner or later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so coming, more games are on the way. Uh, September 17th, Company of Heroes 2 Complete is coming on PC. You ever played Which that? is an awesome game. Yes. I Yeah. I hear that people like it. That's why I wanted to ask. So you think it's awesome. I, I do. You won't like it. Oh, why not? RTS. Mm, some of them I like. Mm, I don't think you'll like it. Okay. By all means, try it, but I don't think, you'll, I don't yeah, think it's going to be your, your jam. I got tons of um, stuff See, yeah, see Garrett in the in the chat right now saying Company of Heroes 2 is a stellar RTS. So that right there should tell you you're not going to like it. Mm. <laughs> um, on uh, September 22nd, Destiny 2 Shadowkeep and Forsaken is coming to console and mobile. I will be there for that. Um, Halo 3 ODST, great game, uh, on PC and mobile. Night in the Woods, a great favorite game. of ours, yep. is coming to everything, console, PC, great and mobile. Uh, Warhammer Vermintide 2 is coming to console and mobile on the 24th. And you said that one's like Left 4 Dead? What? Vermintide? Warhammer? I have never played Vermintide. Jo- Josh and Kyle did. Oh, okay. I thought somebody said Warhammer was like Left 4 Dead. But I can't mm. remember. Okay. No, not to I've my never knowledge. It's more, it's more like Elder Scrolls, I thought. And then this one's all about rats and stuff. Okay. Okay. Garrett says you won't like this one either, Donnie. So okay. he agrees with me. <laughs> I've got... Dude, I'm I'm stacked with stuff to play. Yeah, I'm only like... Too. I haven't beat Tony Hawk 1 yet. I've only unlocked like... Five Dude, I, haven't played, I haven't played Tony Hawk yet. Uh, I'm still on <laughs> Avengers mode. So, <laughs> and I have like two game reviews sitting that I need to even get to. And I'm just over here still playing Avengers. That's really good. <laughs> I, I, the thought that went through my head not to keep beating a dead horse, was, yeah, yeah. but everybody keeps saying we need launch lineups to buy new consoles. <laughs> no, I'll be playing the same stuff. I'll be playing uh, the same stuff. <laughs> Garrett says Vermintide is more like Borderlands in the medieval setting. That's, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but not funny, though, I don't think, unless Garrett can correct me there, too. Hmm. Um, so with the new consoles coming, as we're talking about this, GameStop in the U.S. has confirmed that's offering up to $200 off your pre-order for trading in an old console. Company made the announcement via email, revealing that it's offering the following prices. Xbox One X, 200 PlayStation 4 Pro, also 200 Nintendo Switch, 175 I'm assuming that's the, not, yeah, it's the regular, not the light. It's the dock uh, Please. Yeah, PlayStation 4, one terabyte is 175. Xbox One S is 125. PlayStation 4, 500 gigabyte model, 125. 
Switch Lite 125, Xbox One 500 gigabyte model, the VCR. $100. Yes, the VCR. That's true. <laughs> I'm still surprised that like Xbox has done a really good job of almost removing that from like my thought process. Like I forget that that was even a thing at this point. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that thing. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking to him like, which one is that? Oh, that's right. Yep. <laughs> right? Like that's how that's how good Phil has done. Like he's basically almost made people forget that that ever even happened. Yeah, like, oh, the, the PlayStation right. one is the PlayStation one. I'm trying to remember. Like, is the one terabyte is that the slim? Um, the slim comes in one terabyte. All right, because I'm just trying to figure out what the, I, I don't even know what I have. That's why I'm like, what it's probably just any PlayStation Four that's one terabyte. I would imagine it could be a slim oh, yeah, or right. a regular model, or whatever. Yeah, I don't even know what I have. So probably five hundred gigabytes. I don't think those prices are as good as I would have hoped to have seen. No. Um, I think they're getting smarter about their biz. I think that's basically been proven. Like maybe all year since they've been having issues. They haven't run nearly as many promotions and stuff. You remember, right? They gave me almost $800 for my Wii yep. U. Yep. Now, I had a ton of games, but still. Sure, but still, it shouldn't have been valued that I could much. Have you could have had the whole game. Wii U library, and it shouldn't have been $800. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, it's. I think they're picking up on the fact that a lot of people know that these are always coming. They know that how to they're game. always relying on GameStop to do it. So they don't have to offer as big prices as they normally could or would because you're going to go do it anyway, unless you feel like being uh, sat more savvy and selling it online like you do. And some others have talked about just going to sell it there privately. Um, that's the way to go. But GameStop makes it easy because you're like, well, I can just trade in and pre-order all the same thing. Yep. So what do we have to do to get you into an Xbox Series S this November, Kevin? Well, apparently you can't. Well, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if they're going to pre-order. It goes quick, but if you're looking at the PlayStation model, it doesn't even matter because I can't pre-order the console now, let alone go to the GameStop, trade something in, Wait and a minute, then pre-order. Though, didn't the company say that they were going to alert everybody way in advance before they put up pre-orders? Um, <clears throat> Sony said they would do that. <laughs> Look, I'm Sony sorry. isn't offering pre-orders yet, are they? I'm sorry. That's, that's the last the loophole. That's there. The last stone I throw. <laughs> no, you're right, but they never said they were going to let you know when other people started pre-ordering. They said they let you know when they started pre-ordering. Mm, okay, I'll, I'll give that it, one. A I pass. don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to say we're not we're not sure yet if they send them out before they start offering pre-orders. I think it's just the um, I think to be honest with you, in all reality, bringing jokes aside, I, I think what these companies do now with pre-orders for hot and demand things is they open up. Like they open up for pre-orders, they get that rush of traffic, and then they take it back down, and then they try to prepare yep. for that rush of traffic yes, again. Absolutely, we've seen that with the Switch, with the SNES Classic, with basically anything that's in demand, it comes in waves. Yeah, and they just kind of cut you on, cut you off, cut you on, cut you off. And what they're doing, or at least what I would be doing, from as somebody who runs an online website application that ba- does load testing and balancing and, and prepares for DDoS attacks, I would use that as an advantage to see what I need to deploy for actual yeah. prime time. So I had opened it up for an hour. Tell me what I did for an hour. Let's make sure we're ready for 10 times that. Open it back up. See if that works. If that doesn't work, let's close it down. Make sure that we're ready for 10 times that. And just keep doing that until you can adequately take everybody's orders well. Yeah. Um, the only the only issue I foresee, though, is this. Let, let's say that is the case, which you're right. That could very well be the case. It's not actually the demand is that high. It's crashing stuff. Like, I totally get it. But when they do this, this builds the hype machine more, which brings out the jackass scalpers that they're will start anyway. picking these. I they're know they're out, out anyway, anyway, but it makes it worse. So, like, the thing that you ran into with the GameStop, that's their firewall. Their firewall yeah. seeing this in this non-average amount of traffic, and they're shutting you down. They're like, we're not this popular. The, Must be a hack. Exactly. <laughs> the, the appliance is doing exactly what they should be doing. So, that, yeah. that's good on them. Plus, um, I, obviously, I, I can't speak to 
back end systems the best buying GameStop. But I would imagine most of these things are built off Oracle or SQL. And they hmm. probably have a certain allotment that they're allowed to take. And yeah. they probably don't want to leave it up for too long without taking checks in on that to make sure that their system isn't taking more than they have. Or fraudulent ones too, like repetitive ones, same person's ordering 50 of them. They'll stop yeah, stuff like that. Because that can also be yep. an issue. If they can only sell, you know, 500,000 of them and they leave their system up while they go to sleep and they wake up and they have two and a half million mm-hmm. orders, they've got to cancel a lot of orders. Yep. <laughs> and the people are yeah. going to be really pissed. So they're, they're yep. probably doing that too, just to measure and make sure that everybody that's coming through will get one. Right. Um, to your, to your initial question about what it would take to get me into the, the Series S, I, I am definitely going series s and i'm definitely going playstation digital how and what order and when that's to be determined um because like here's the thing is i i can't i i don't want to say i'm going to make the see i don't want to make the same mistake as you but i don't want to make the same mistake as you is that i can't trade in these consoles until i have the new one in hand because number one i have you know i always have one console with me in in this room sure and then my daughter has the other one like we're always both playing games so i can't remove one of those from the equation Listen, Donnie, I'm not having another Wii U situation where Pikmin is gone and then people bombard me for years on how they can't play this one game because they don't smart. have access to it anymore. Um, so, yeah, it's it, I'll definitely make the jump, and that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go all digital, period, because I had no problem doing that. I mean, really, Donnie, the only game I've bought since the 1S physical was uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare because it was at the $5 store. Sure. And then um, The Evil Within 2 because we got that great deal on Amazon. Yeah. I think those are the only I two games I bought physical. <laughs> I don't blame you at all. Um, those are the only two games I bought physical. So I'm completely fine doing the digital thing. I'm, I'm all about it. I'm, I'm comfortable doing that. And that'll be the cheaper way of me getting into the point of entry anyway. So I, I will definitely do it. I'm just not sure when. I still honestly don't know which one to go first. I know everyone else kind of on Team PSVG has made their, drawn their line in the sand of where they're going. Well, to be honest, I really don't know because I have like, so we buy games together. So that's, that's over my head and Game Pass over my head. And then on the Sony side, it's, you know, it, it, I don't have as much a tie to that, but I know I can get review games for that. Sure. Like that is a guarantee that I will can get the console and I won't really have to buy games. I can sign up for their PS plus and be fine. Um, that's kind of where it's like, which do I go after first? And that's honestly what I don't know. Cause I don't know that the review codes I can get on PS4. They might just be doing PS5. Well, if at the time that they release, if you can sell your S for 125 or something, like you can get into a series S for a little out of the pocket. You know, not, yeah. Not a whole lot. That's if you can get them. If you, and can, if, they're, and if you can get that price, that trade-in yeah. price by then. Because these things right. are going to plummet. I'm going to wait till then to pick up my PlayStation 4. I'm going to get yeah. a Slim because I definitely want to play um, I definitely want to play Horizon Zero Dawn or whatever the yeah. other one's called. I definitely yeah. want to play Little Big Planet. Little Big Planet was like the one from the show where I was like, damn, I wish I would have known they were doing that. <laughs> but now that's come to PlayStation 4, it's like, oh, I will totally just get that yeah. and play it. And yeah. I, and before I sold my PlayStation 4, I made a backup and I preserved P- PT, PT on a yeah. hard drive just in case. I told Dev just in case because I know I will get another PlayStation. Like, I always yeah. know that. And everybody knows mm-hmm. that. Like, we're going to get them all eventually anyway. Whatever yeah. we say about them really doesn't matter. We're all going to buy them. Um, but it's probably going to be down the ways for me on PS5. Like, I'm pretty yeah, yeah. steadfast. I want a different design. Like I'm right. pretty solid on that. So I'm happy to get PS4 and wait. Um, yeah. And I imagine that by the time this thing launches, I might be able to get a PS4 Slim for like 100 bucks. Can't be much more than trade-in value, you know, if I'm paying cash. Yeah. 
So yeah, hundred and fifty tops, especially in other places, especially in other places not from GameStop. Yeah, yeah you can get it cheap. So yeah. if anybody's listening, if they've got a, a PS4 Slim, you want to move off of it for a pre-order, hey, you can come to our Discord. Let me know. Um, <laughs> Josh has already offered. If I wait till November, I, I might just pick up his Pro. Be a little more money, yeah. but it'll be a little bit more capable. So, yeah. But yeah, I'm excited about that. Spider Man deals like, with Donnie. Those those are games I will absolutely you know yeah. have play. I want to play those. So again, my my rant earlier wasn't it just anti PlayStation. I love PlayStation, the games they make. I love all the video games. Um, just the philosophies, things. I think people let them get, get the best of them. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, so now we have a separate segment here that Garrett proposed, actually. Uh, and he says he likes getting into the details of the different studios. Can you guys list out all the first-party games, what their current projects are, and estimated release time frames? Which studio slash first-party game has you most excited for this gen? Uh, Garrett, no, we won't do that. That is a lot of work. Uh, you could just Google. Uh, I'm just throwing it out there. It's information that's readily available. I'm just kidding. Donnie has done homework, so he's going to take it from here. I have done all the work, and I think this is fun. Let's build a little roadmap. Let's let people know mm-hmm. if you're interested in getting a Series S or a Series X, here's kind of the interim future that you can look forward to. I think most of their stuff is a couple years off, but you know, like I think you'll get most of this stuff. So <clears throat> let's start at the top. 343 Studios, Industries, I think. And they are the Halo folks. Yep. And in 2017, before, they made Halo Wars 2, Master Chief Collection. Mm-hmm. Master Chief Collection, one of the greatest things Xbox has done this generation, kind of weighed down by its um, poor launch. But, yeah, big but, time. But they've really turned it around. Yes, of, they have. It's kind of epic. It's kind of an awesome thing. that, And so many people just get it with Game Pass. It's kind mm-hmm. of an, like not a Halo guy have played four Halo games complete through the Master <laughs> right. Chief Collection. So pretty awesome. Um, they haven't done anything since. No. And we do know that they're working on Halo Infinite, which I went ahead and dated for 2021. I believe mm-hmm. it'll be next year. Yeah. When next year, we don't know. The question really is, Does it is it anytime soon after launch, as in like before May, or is it basically fall? Like, I think if it goes beyond May, then it'll just be in the fall. I feel like it's going to be in the fall. Do I don't you? think it's going to hit May, personally. Okay. So um, so, so that's one. Compulsion games. And and one of the things, actually, before we move on to compulsion, one of the things I wanted yeah. to say about this is I think one of the weaknesses of Xbox from a first-party studio point is they have so many studios that are dedicated to one game. Yes. And... I would be interested in seeing them make other games or smaller mm-hmm. games or experimental things. I think it'd be great. Give every one of them like one year to make one little thing yep. between these big things. Yeah. Um, I'd be all for it. Um, so I actually think, and I was going to, I was going to say to this to you at the end, but I think now we started with three, four, three, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. I think Xbox is like two and a half studios short. And what I mean by that is I think they could use like one more big studio and maybe like two or three small studios Mm. i would love to see them like it wouldn't even have to be an acquisition one of the things i've been bringing up i would love to see them do like a partnership yeah like with don't nod or with like the steam world folks like thunderful or like an indie dev Mm -hmm. where they just give them a bunch of money and they're like all your games are going to launch in a game pass let's go chicken wiggle you know here's 50 million dollars all of your games are going to launch in a game pass um i would love to hear a couple of those things like they did with ea basically yeah right yeah Mm-hmm. Um, just boost that kind of Game Pass subscription model. Um, what do you think? I, that makes a lot of sense because they, they need to I say, here we go, projecting what they need to do and what they don't need to do. But my point is, is they need to have more titles to kind of fill in the calendar. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because we wait a long time in between those, these big temple games and you're right. Having the smaller experiences, it makes sense. And even for some of these bigger studios, um, like a three, four, three, they can certainly break off a team of like 15 people and say, they Hey, you had this great people. idea. Yeah. You had this great idea. Let's let, go ahead and make this air quotes indie game. That's made by a triple a studio and just let's put it out there. Like let, let, let them stretch their legs a little bit. And that would be able to fill in gaps in between things. Like if, if Xbox, Here's the, here's the ideal situation in my mind. If Xbox could pull it off where every month they had a first-party game of some sort, whether it's an indie game or a big game, once a month, that would be the ideal situation for them to be in. That would be a gr- even greater selling point for people on Game Pass. Saying I think, every, I think every that's month, too much to ask. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. But I'm just saying like that that's the ideal situation. So as close as they can get to that sure. is where they could be. Because, I mean, you look at like Nintendo themselves – if you look at first party, they put out a decent amount of games. They mm-hmm. don't hit 12 most years, but they can hit 8, 9, 10. Um, if especially Microsoft with, especially could, with ports. Right. If Microsoft could replicate something like that, even work on some remasters of old stuff. Let's go and remaster Fable. Let's go and, and remaster uh, Cameo. Let's go and remaster. You've, like, you've brought up a point that I'm going to bring Heavenly up. Heavenly Swords. Like, you know, let's do these things. And, and that would be a way to prime that engine and keep it going. And I think sure. that'd be a great, that'd be a great scenario for them to be in. Yeah, no, I think that's that's really good. That's really good. Compulsion. This was one of the folks that they they brought on. This is one of the new mm-hmm. folks. Um, in 2013, the launch of the PlayStation and Xbox, they made a little indie game called Contrast, which many people don't remember. It was a PlayStation Plus title. So if you bought a PlayStation 4 day one, like you could just come home and play it. I did. And it's just like a little noir, like shadow-like, you know, platformer. Um, wasn't great. Wasn't awful. It was just, you know, it was good. It was a game. And then I think in 2018, they made like their biggest stab in the foray where they released We Happy Few, which I absolutely adored uh, all the marketing and everything leading up to the game. And unfortunately, the game was just like not anything that I really wanted to do. Like I was expecting a Bioshocky type of uh, story type of game. And it was very much like a survival adventure type game, which are fine. Like there's people for that, but it wasn't what Hmm. I was looking for. It didn't look like it marketing wise. It was going to be that either. And I think that was kind of the thing that hurt it a little bit too they've been quiet since then they were not in the showcase we do not know what they're working on i think out of all of the developers if you're looking for what might be in 2021 that we don't know about i would zero in on compulsion first that makes sense they could be ready with something especially if it was smaller if it was a contrast type of something um, I don't, I don't know if they own the rights to that IP or Sony public, I don't know, like, but something else, I don't want to see we happy few again, ever, to be honest with you. I wouldn't mind no, like um, a spinoff of a different type of game, but I don't want that same. I don't want to, we happy few too, I guess is the better way of saying it. No, and that makes sense. So c- contrast was on PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, Xbox one, Nvidia shield. So it's been everywhere. So they do own, I think they, they own the rights to that. Um, to be able to do something with that. I wouldn't um, mind contrast too. That'd be okay. Yeah, that'd be something that would be definitely something that they could do in a short period of time to put out there. Um, and I mean, it was a middling game of 60s um, it, it, with reviews around there. Um, but yeah, it could do stuff. But it's like a puzzly kind of platformer um, type thing. But yeah, that could be something to combat, like not combat because they have it as well, but like little nightmares. Like it'd be like that kind of game that would yep. just be a nice little filler. Like um, uh, what was the other one? Um, inside and yep. like games like that it would be something like that where people could end up loving it um and it's a smaller title that could certainly uh, quench that thirst for new games in, in a drought period for sure i'm glad you brought up inside um they've long mm-hmm. been kind of a partner with xbox and 
I've been expecting their game. I've been predicting their game to show up at several of the past Xbox yeah. announcements because we know that they're hard at work on, on their follow-up to Inside since it released, and it's been a couple years. Yep. So that's another game that could surface at some point in 2021 and mm-hmm. probably likely is probably a good bet to come to Game Pass, I would imagine. Like they've partnered with Xbox quite a bit. That'd be and that'd be a big one to be day and date for Game Pass. That'd be a that'd be a, that's a big indie game. Yep, I agree. The next one on my list is Double Fine Productions. In 2016, they released an awesome platformer game called Headlander that also hit PlayStation Plus at some point. I think Games with Gold. It's a really fun game. Yeah, it was. Um, they also released Rad in 2019, which was cool marketing. I never played it though. Did you? No. Okay. And then we know that they have Psychonauts 2, which I imagine yes. is soon. Uh, it's they've dated be. it for 2021. It's got to be before April, like at the very I, I, think, I think that's more of the April, May game than, than Halo for sure. It just seems like we've seen so much of it already. Like when we've seen it numerous times that it has to be pretty far along and ready to go. And that last trailer we saw was, was looking good. So I think it's it's got to be close. So yeah, I think they were just pushing it outside the holiday. Um, released to have something to keep people buying, you know, for the next couple of months. Sure. This is the type of studio that I think Xbox could use two or three more of. They have a good cadence of dropping a game yeah. like every three years for the most part. So. I mean, Double Fine, no, they, they've done more than that. They typically have a couple games a year. Oh, I was, I was being like nice about it. Like, I, I think you can almost bet on them to release like a, you know, like a, a bigger solid marquee title of theirs. Like, yeah, they do tons oh, of yeah, yeah. PC stuff and, and reports. Well, like Massive like Chalice, they did that one. Yeah. Everyone remembers that. So Headlander, as you said there, Full Throttle um, remastered. Um, so, I mean, th- there's been stuff there, but you're right. Since 2019, they've been quiet. Rad was the last one that they put out, uh, published by Bandai Namco. Um, so that was like a partnership they had going there before the, the Xbox Microsoft purchase. Um, but yeah, it's they typically do things every year or so with these smaller games like Yep. Headlander and things of that nature. But yeah, it would be a, if they can get more studios like this, that would be a great thing for them for sure. In, Exi- in Exile Entertainment. 2014, they released Wasteland 2. 2018, they released A Bard's Tale. They just released Wasteland 3, and we know uh-huh. that they are in development on a new AAA RPG that will use the Unreal Engine 5, which their studio head um, reported after Unreal Engine 5 came out. And he's also retiring. Not sure if people know that their studio heads leaving. So like they got bought up by Microsoft and like he's going on. I think he's retiring from games period. I think from the kind of the announcement, but who knows? People say that all the time. They show, you know, they show back up and other. Yeah. yeah. Um, But he's leaving. So in exile, um, wasteland three stellar reviews. I still have not played it longer than 20 minutes because I've got tons to play. I wanted to play it on PC actually, but who knows when I'll get the time to get there. <laughs> I feel like I'm already in the swirl of games and I don't think I'm going to come out of it until like late November. So <sighs> not even then, right Cyberpunk. Yeah, no, it won't even be there. It'd be like January. Yeah, I was going to say next year, you're, you're there. <laughs> uh, Mojang. Mojang, the folks that make Minecraft. So obviously <laughs> they make Minecraft. Little did you know, they released a game called Caller's Bane, which was a like a card-based battling game, I think, and Crown and Council, which is a strategy RPG, in 2014 and 2016. So they do release other games other than Minecraft. They don't just do Minecraft, and we most re- recently saw them do Minecraft Dungeons. Um, those are the only things they've done, Minecraft Dungeons and Minecraft, the only thing they've released for Xbox, I believe, since 2014. So it's been a while. Um, Minecraft Dungeons was a stellar first step for that studio to make um again kind of reiterating a point almost like 
I want to say 40%. I want to say half, but I don't think it's quite half. But like 40% of Xbox's studios basically just make one game. Yep. Halo, yep. Gears, Forza, and Minecraft. Yep. Yep. I would love to see them all branch out of it. And you can keep the same IP, but just spin it off a little. Do something different with it. Get a little Nintendo yeah. with it. Um, like I think Minecraft Dungeons and Minecraft. That's, like yeah. Minecraft Dungeons. The Minecraft Dungeons is great. They just released a new DLC pack. I, at some point, I will get to it and play it. Um, but again, I'm just drowning in games to play. Right I haven't now. even played the other one yet. I, I mean, I beat the game, the core game, but I didn't play either DLC yet. Yep. The next one on my list, and to answer Geert's question most directly, the one I'm most excited about, one of their newer folks, Ninja Theory, which released Hellblade in 2017. Um, they released Bleeding Edge in uh, this year, and Hellblade 2 is on the way, probably a couple years out. Sounds like mm-hmm. they, they've barely really got started on it. And we know that they're working on another project that they announced at one point called Project Mara. Um, out of all the studios that they acquired, the thing that I said about them then that I still believe now is I think Ninja Theory is the most capable developer they have of delivering that Sony game experience. I call them Xbox's Naughty Dog, and that's not to put them on the same level as Naughty Dog. Mm-hmm. It's just that they're the, they're the developer in this wheelhouse that can provide that game that Xbox seems to be lacking and missing and that people want to see from them. And I think Hellblade 2 could be that game. I'm interested to see with Microsoft's investment and promotion, think about how much they've already marketed Hellblade. I really want to see what Hellblade 2 is game-wise. Is it the same? Is it super linear narrative? Or do they open it up? Is it bigger? Does it go Hmm. like Horizon's way? Or is Ninja Theory capable of doing something like that? I've got all kinds of questions about this. I have no doubts that it's going to look amazing. And it's going to be one of the stellar, this is the power of Series X games that Mm -hmm. people want. It just might be 2022 <laughs> before yeah. it happens. So, what do you think? Hey, you know me; I'm not I'm not a fan of of Hellblade, so it doesn't it doesn't move the needle for me. But I agree with your sentiment, though, that they are definitely the most uh, Naughty Dog esque um, studio they have in their portfolio there to kind of offer that experience. And I would like to see them do something uh, different, not focus on and like i said this who knows hellblade 2 may be very different we don't know enough yet to to say definitively so i'm not gonna write it off yet but i i hope that they don't just lean into becoming that studio as you said like oh they just do one game um so yeah i know they did bleeding edge but they're known for hellblade and they're doing hellblade 2 so if they do that i hope that they certainly don't continue to lean into the gimmicks the whispering in the ears and the linear pathways and the hidden roads like I don't want to just do that, but there are tons of people that will. So that's, that's, that's fine for them. It won't be my game that I would want to play until I see some changes and get away from the niche things a little bit there. That's just a personal gripe, but you're right. The visuals stunning every time. Um, and I definitely think they could do bigger and grandiose things if given that opportunity or, or direction to do so versus just keep making Hellblade. They did Devil May Cry. They did Heavenly Sword. So they have other chops. Like, this is a studio that has a lot of chops. They can yeah. do a lot for Xbox, I mm-hmm. think. And remember, a big part of Hellblade's um, groundswell of support was essentially, like, it's kind of like, I don't want to say self-published because I know they had a publisher, but it was very yeah. indie. They kind of did it on yes. their own. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of made a AAA game yes. from, from an indie budget. So I'm excited to see, like, what does Microsoft's resources allow Ninja Theory to do with Hellblade? Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. The next one on my list is the one that I actually think was the the biggest get that Xbox has had this generation. And they've seen a lot of studios go, but they also added Obsidian. Um, Obsidian is, they've, they have avowed 
It's already been out mm-hmm. there. They just released Grounded. That'll be on Xbox Series X day one. They did Outer Worlds last last yep. year. Um, they did Fallout DLC New Vegas. Yep. Back in the day. The thing that I wrote down about them, Kevin, did you know that they have completed 12 games from start to finish and released them since 2012? Eight years. 12 games. Wow. They average a game and a half a year. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this. Yeah, they did South Park Stick of Truth, Pillars of Eternity, Pillars of Eternity 2. Outer Worlds, all within that Out of time. Jeez. All of Xbox's studios, Obsidian probably has claim of being one of the best, for sure. They are very, very good. And I just say all of this to say, I think you should be, a, I think everybody should be excited about Avowed. Like, <laughs> if it's the yeah, Skyrim just, competitor people think it is, it's yeah. going to be very good. And I, the, the only thing I question about this, and I've liked it, all the stuff Obsidian has done lately as well. Um, his how soon is about i know they keep saying like well we've been working on it for a while but it's like but they're claiming it's bigger than than like elder scrolls and i'm like yeah. they, they, it can't be out soon in my mind then because one they've just the things, been working on too many things to be like oh this is almost done too like one of the things know. that i loved about looking all this up for garrett and kind of painting out this first party picture is to bring up the fact that a lot of these games we're going to be waiting on for at least two years and avowed right. i think will be many years after that Okay, that's fine. Because because I know they keep saying it's out, but I've heard things and I could be wrong. I thought I saw things where they're saying it's gonna be out sooner. I'm so like, Rand thinks be. that Xbox is lining up to have an RPG every year. Um, so what he was thinking is that we would go in exile probably 2021 or maybe 2022, and then the year mm-hmm. after you get avowed, and then the year after you get Fable. Okay, I that makes, think that, that makes, makes sense. sense. You don't yeah. want to squeeze all of them at the same time. No. And they're big, meaty games, so you imagine that you'd want to spread them out. Mm-hmm. I think Exile could be ready with another game because they've been working on it. Like, that was in the report. They didn't just, like, just start on it when Wasteland 3 was done. They've been working on it. So they could. And I don't think that's going to be the same style of game as Avowed and Fable no. is going to be anyway. It's going to be a different kind of RPG. Fair. More probably Diablo-esque. So, yeah. Yep. So that's what he's thinking is that to, to kind of diversify Xbox's lineup, that the goal, you know, obviously, delays and everything happen. Who knows? But the goal from from just a big picture level, maybe to slot in an RPG every year and basically do what Call of Duty does with their three studios, yeah. where every year you get a new <laughs> big RPG, mm-hmm. you know, from these from these three devs, which I think makes great. sense. It's a good goal to have. I, I doubt they yeah. hit it every year, but it's a pretty good goal. I think it's great. Yeah. The next one is Playground Games. Um, they made Forza Horizon 3 in 2016. They made Forza Horizon 4 in 2018. I have went on record saying I think they are two of Xbox's best exclusives this entire generation. Yeah. Yeah. I think Playground, more than anybody else in Xbox's studio, has maybe proven this gen that I think that they're maybe Xbox's best developer. No joke. Yeah. Yeah. They're really, really good. They're racing very games solid really, games. Really, really like good. visually stunning, solid, no performance issues. Servers uh, work. Regardless of- hardware you're playing it on like it seems to be the most solid and consistent development team they have i agree so i'm beyond excited to when they were given the chance to spread their wings to do something else they're the fable studio now yeah and the trailer looked great it looked exactly like what you would hope it would be it wasn't like some jarring departure for the series it looked like fable knowing how beautiful games that they've made before i expect it to be a beautiful game i expect it to be a while um but i'm here for it i'll wait for fable forever for 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 me personally for xbox fans that are joining our show and have never heard me say it before fable is one of my favorite franchises ever yeah. it's at the top of my to-do list when it comes to gaming it's like mario zelda 
Fable's in there somewhere. Like that's how much I love Fable. So when X when Xbox said we're making a Fable game, I was like, I'm buying an Xbox. <laughs> that was it for me. But uh, what about you in Fable? No, I'm excited for it too. Um, I, I want to see where they go with it. The last one wasn't super great. I think my favorite's been Fable Two. If I recall, it's been a long time since I played those. Um, but yeah, I, like I think. I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, obviously, I think it's it visually should look good. Like we said, they're the most stable development team they have. I'm just wondering how it works. I think people need to in this, and I think you'll be fine, but I think some other people might need to kind of break their thought process. Like the mold is going to be different. This is not going to be the same Fable game. It's going to be totally different. You know, I think from a perspective of development, gameplay style, stuff like that, like they're not just going to do a clone of it. They're, they're too good to do that. And it'd be a waste. They could pay another de- developer to do something like that. I was playing Kingdom of Amalar this, this past week. I could totally see the new Fable being like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, I totally be down for that. Like that, that would be fantastic. It look, look better. Um, and I hope when you're riding your horse and stuff, you have plenty of different channels to choose from for your music as you're riding through your, your kingdom. Uh, next up is a rare. Um, they released rare replay back in the day. And then uh, I think it was uh, 2018. They released um, sea of thieves. <laughs> the game that won't die. It's Xbox calls it their most successful game. This generation and 10 million active players. So some people out there love sea of thieves. I don't think we do. <laughs> like we're one of the few Xbox podcasts you might listen to that don't, I really don't like that game at all. And I really wanted to, I tried really hard. I played it often and I just don't like it. It's, I like the idea of it. It's just it's too it's gorgeous. toxic. It's too toxic. Like you can't go anywhere without being mauled by like fifteen other people. It's like Jesus. Like that is play. that is a part of it. My thing is, I think it's um, I think it's too cumbersome. I don't like the fact that traversal and everything is so complicated. Yeah, right, right. I mean, if you're playing with a, a bunch of people, it's not a bad deal. But if you're just trying to play by yourself, forget it. Sure, just throw it away. Um, they are doing. They just did Battle Toads, even though they farmed it out, but they still worked with them. And then they're doing Everwild which we don't know yeah. when they're doing, or, but we have known that it's been in development for some time. We don't know what it is either. We really but. don't. Um, <laughs> Nothing. I'm not sure they do. I've been told <laughs> I've been told that it's it's basically kind of gone a been told as I've listened to other podcasts that would know that said that they're not exactly sure where they're going to take it yet. At one point in time it was like a journey-esque game and then the podcast said but they're also kind of thinking of like like a monster hunter type thing. I don't know what, what they're going to land on, um, but I think it'll be soonish. I wouldn't be surprised to see Everwild dated next fall. But I mean, if they don't know where they're going with it, could it be out that quick? <laughs> well, I think it's one of those things where they're building a world and they're building assets and characters and they're kind of coming up with. Gotcha. It could be, and it could be a Sea of Thieves or Grounded type situation where it's like, hey, we're launching in the Game Pass. We're going to kind of iron this out while we launch. You know, um, I just I wouldn't be surprised because I know that it's been in the works for at least two years and it doesn't seem to be like a big giant type of experience, but no, maybe that's that. me reading the trailers wrong. Maybe it is, but I don't think so. And nothing that I've been hearing or has led me to believe to expect that this is a game that'll be long in development. I don't think this will be 2023. I think it'll be sooner yeah. than later. Yeah. <clears throat> Which brings me to The Coalition. Um, probably my favorite franchise in the Xbox stables, Gears of War. I absolutely love Gears of War. They released Gears of 4 in 2016. Um, my personal favorite Gears game that came out this generation. Gears 5 released last year. Um, it's fantastic. Still getting support. Still doing multiplayer. They're doing the seasons and all that stuff. Um, they're doing Gears Tactics, um, even though it was also Splash Damage, but they were working with them. So uh, Gears Tactics will launch on console 
day and date. I'm excited about that. I'm going to try to get back into it. I hope it's cross-save. I imagine it will be. So I'll be able to pick up right where I left off. Um, my only thing with Gears Tactics, it wasn't the game. I was actually enjoying it and played it for a few nights. Everybody told me that game's like 50 hours. And I don't know if I'm ever going to play a tactics game that long. That's a really That's long a time. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if the story isn't like really important to the lore. Right. Yeah. So like I'm, I'm on this journey with gears from Marcus Phoenix's first day, you know, all the way up to now to Kate. And this is like a side story that shares like some overlap, like some nods, but it's not really important. So when you say, well, it's not really important, then I'm kind of like, well, then I don't really want to play it. (laughs) If it was really important, I would play it for 50 hours. Um, So it's kind of like, I feel it's one of those things where I'm like, is there enough meat on the stick for me to keep doing it? Mm. You know? Um, But I love Gears. And judging that they've they've been off Gears for a while, they've got the engine. Gears 5 is going to be amazing on the new models. I cannot wait. They have gameplay footage of Gears 5 120 frames per second on Series S. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait to replay Gears 5. I'm totally going to replay Gears 5. I hope they optimize Gears 4. Um, but I told you I was going to bring this up later, and I wanted to bring it up now. I've been replaying Gears um, Definitive Edition uh, mm-hmm. this past weekend. I, of all the games that I would love to see remade, I would love to see them remake Gears 2 and 3. I would love to see a Gears collection like the Master Chief collection. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. They're really good games, and I know they're shooters, but they're very story-heavy shooters. Their campaigns oh, yeah. have very heavy story. That original trilogy, I I loved. Like the story was great. Like that, you, like you said, if it's not important, you don't really care. But yeah, th- those first ones absolutely were great. Yep, and I would love to return to Gears two and three, in in beautiful detail. Here's the thing: Gears one now, now that I have this TV and I've played all these things, the remaster of Gears one, not like super great. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not like overly stellar. Um, I feel like we've seen remasters like free masters on yeah. Xbox one X look better. <laughs> Even like I'm playing and I'm like, wow, huh? This, the textures aren't that great, but I never played it when it came out. Um, so this is kind of like my first time, but yeah. I love gears and would love to see them do many, many more gears. And I would love to see the coalition do something else too. It didn't have to be gears, but we know that that's what that studio is dedicated to. Yeah. So gear six, the ending trilogy of Kate's journey, I expect to be epic. Um, I don't. I think can't wait to kill her. You might. You might have wait. to. I cannot wait. Gears Five. I don't think moved the overarching narrative that they're telling super no, far. It really didn't. So I expect Gear Six to be big campaign. I hope so. I think Gear Six could be 2022 at the earliest. Yeah. I don't think it would be out any earlier than that. Maybe 2023 even could be a while. Yeah, uh, it depends on where you want to go. 2022 um, sounds it, it, right. Yeah, it does. It definitely needs to be bigger. I agree with you 100 percent because that that and I've said that like I all all gripes aside besides Kate, I, I enjoy playing the Gears games, all of them, like the same thing, and I, I like them vastly. But five <clears throat> seemed longer than it actually was when you think of the story yeah, beats. Like short. I thought I played way too much to get virtually nothing done. I'm like, really? That's that's it. Like. My one complaint with the game is we didn't really move forward at all. Right. So I don't don't know if it was the faster development time. They had to get this game out quick because it was a pretty quick turnaround time between four and five, wasn't it? Um, Yeah. I mean, not. Yeah. Yeah. Three years. Sort of. It was three years between four and five. 2016, 2019. Oh, okay. I I actually thought it was less than that. And here's the thing. Um, The engine they're working in 
Like they haven't rebuilt anything. Whatever no, they're no. using. I'm not sure if it's Unreal or whatever. It looks fantastic. I it was unreal. And what they just did, like with Gears 5 and the open areas and the exploration and stuff that, they, uh, that they've added. I know I've said this before and it doesn't make any sense when you hear it at first. But I think you understand what I mean by it. Like I kind of look at Gears as Xbox is like Uncharted. Um, it is kind of like this very story heavy narrative campaign that also just happens to have like this big multiplayer suite that all these other people do. But if you play it solo, like I do, it's very uncharted, except that instead of climbing, (laughs) you shoot people. You're, you're like, that's, that's a great, that's a great analogy to make there. Um, and it was unreal engine that's developed on. I always thought so. So I I would expect gear six, the fact that it's going to be the finale that we're going to have tight, uh, Kate tie back into the locust and everything. I would expect it to be like an Uncharted 4-esque journey. I would expect nothing less than a 10-hour campaign. Like if it's an eight-hour, six-hour campaign, I'd be pissed. Nothing less than a 10-hour campaign, if not more. And hopefully it's epic. And it's going to be gorgeous. Like I'm playing Gears 5 on my brand new TV that I bought for my Series X coming. Gears 5 on the TV alone looks amazing. I cannot wait to play it at 120 frames a second. Um, It's going to be awesome. And you you know with Gears, they love showing off. You know, they're going to, they're going to show out when it comes to gear six, it's going to be over the top like moments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Next up is the initiative, which we don't know anything about. We know that they're making something that is maybe resembles perfect dark. Maybe, maybe probably not. I think they are making a splinter cell type slash control type game. It is a, I don't know. I won't go as far as saying third person because who knows? Could be first third person, but it is a stealth action game, stealth action adventure game. I think is what they're making. Or VR, maybe like The Last of Us in design. In mm-hmm. design, The Last of Us is a stealth action game. Yeah. You know, it's all post-apocalyptic, and this might be like super futuristic. Who knows? But I expect that's kind of what they're doing. And uh, this is Xbox's quadruple A. Studio, which I hate that they say that. So the, here's the problem with that is when they say that, you set them up for whatever they show you, whenever they show it to us, people will hate it. Because well, if, if it's not blowing them away, well, you said it was quadruple A. Yeah, it's a bold statement to make when honestly, not all of your triple A teams are making triple A quality games as it is. Like, And I understand that, it. Like, the reason like, they're uh, saying uh, that uh, is to justify uh, their investment. Right, like State of Decay. You can call it a AAA game all you want. It is not a AAA yeah, game. We're, like, we're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. But the reason they call it AAA is they are putting huge amounts of money into this game. They've oh, got people from everywhere. Naughty Dog, from um, who's the Tomb Raider folks? Crystal Dynamics. They've got people from everywhere working on this game. So they are hiring talent and then some. They put the studio right in the middle of Santa Monica, I think. So yeah, yeah this is the big one. Whenever we see it, like this should climb to the top of their best AAA whatever things they've. Got. I hope so because we all know the money doesn't money doesn't do it all and no, but you got to hire talent. You know, like but left those studios for a reason too. It may they true. may not be team players. They may not be, you know, the I mean they might be great technical, but you got to factor when you're taking these people who are all from different teams that have different work styles and kind of cram into one thing. They may not want to take direction from this director who worked on this game yeah. when they worked on a competing game. Like, there's a lot of drama that's going to be happening behind the scenes there too. But I hope, like you said, you call it a quadruple A. It better be absolutely epic. You you can't do this and then come out with something that looks like Halo Infinite. You can't. Like, it, it just it cannot be that. Like, it cannot be. Like, I was if looking they're, at if another they're trailer this. of Halo Infinite the other the other day. 
like Friday. And I was yeah. still thinking like, I still think that game looks pretty good. I'm, I'm still, I'm still fine with it. But I'm saying like the fan already. I know what you're saying. Going rip, I think the point it. of putting the studio where it is, hiring the people they're hiring, the point of this studio is to make a quote unquote PlayStation game. That's what their that's what their job is. Yes. Xbox I, I, is spending all of this money to make a PlayStation game so people that don't buy Xboxes can't say that about it anymore. Yeah, they, they, they need an uncharted. That's yep. the point. Um turn ten. Right, they made Forza Seven and Seventeen, uh, Forza Six in twenty fifteen, Forza Four in twenty eleven, and they've been quiet since twenty seventeen. I thought they were shooing to be out now next spring for sure. Yep. There's nothing from that game showcase to expect them at all in twenty twenty one. The only thing that I can think to give us any hope is that it has been since twenty seventeen. So maybe, maybe they just didn't want to show their hands so early. Like we could be surprised. Maybe it's out late fall. Maybe as a yeah, yeah, holiday for next year. Like yeah. if it's not out next fall, it's definitely out in 2022. You cannot go yeah. since 2017 without releasing a Forza game. That is impossible. Dirt, dirt will not cover you for that long, folks. Exactly. Sorry. I, I, and to be honest with you, I'll, I'll say it now. I expect it out next fall. I know what they said, and I know they're rebuilding, and I think they're just, you know, I think they just weren't wanting to show it. I think they're out next fall. Um, I agree. And if anything, I think their development history, four, six, seven, all out. 11 15 17 it's just like they can they can make these games like yeah. it's not a big ask you know it's not they're not going to spend seven years making a forza game um undead labs one of the other acquisitions that xbox acquired they made state of decay in 2013 state of decay 2 in 2018 state of decay 3 has been announced and they're currently working on it i don't like state of decay i want to like state of decay and so i do just I. can't i do too i love zombie games Right. And I played the original State of Decay when it launched, I think, with PlayStation Plus, and I kind of dug what it was doing. I was like, oh, this is cool. It's like a survival game. Um, and then I played State of Decay 2 when it came out, and I was like, it's a real survival game. Like that, It's like, I wanted like survival light. Yeah. You know? And uh, so this, is, this is game is just not for me, and that's okay. This is a studio that I hope they don't just make State of Decay forever. I mean, Undead Labs. Make I another zombie game. Make, I think they're just going to, I don't know. I'm with I, you. I would like You're probably like, right. If they could do something like Dead Rising-esque or something else differently, that would be a lot more fun. Um, I, I really want to like it. I keep going, every once in a while I go back to it, I download it. I'm like, let me try this again. I'm like, nope, I don't have to reinforce all my doors and windows every other mission. Like, I have exactly. better stuff. Let me just play the game. Like, I, that's you know. time-consuming stuff I, I don't have time for. Right. Like, that's all it is. It's just, it's the same thing with Sea of Thieves. It's like, I can't do this all the time. It's monotonous. Um, so, yeah, I would love to see them do anything else, but they'll keep making State of Decay. Uh, World's Edge is the Age of Empires dev. Now, Microsoft resurrected Age of Empires, but to date, it is still a PC-only game. Yep. The only thing that I have to say about this is that I haven't played it, and I hope at some point they release it on console. Yeah, I mean, I love Age of Empires. I've, I've played the old ones on, on PC a lot, and I would like to see... I mean, if they're doing... You know, if they've done Halo Wars, they're doing uh, Gears Tactics, there's no reason why they can't. Um, I mean, these you games can plug are a keyboard or mouse into the Xbox. Exactly. So, I mean, even that that's the workaround there. But even, like, graphically, it's not like it does anything that this console can't handle. Yep. Yes, it may not be the game that people would, you know, go out in droves and start banging on GameStop's door to buy. Sure. Um, but... Yeah, it, it should just be perfectly fine and going there. And then the last one that we have is Xbox Game Studios Publishing. There it is. 
and uh, X, uh, Xbox Game Studios publishing is their publishing arm. And this is basically where all of their second party stuff comes out. So they publish Quantum Break and ReCore and Dead Rising and, you know, Power Stars Golf and all the other stuff that they do when they work with second parties. Um, so they're basically publishing Gears Tactics on behalf of Splash Damage. So um, that's another thing that we forget about. Like we forget about Xbox's um, history with second parties and buying exclusives. We make fun of PlayStation for doing it, but Xbox has a long history of doing it as well. And uh, I'm actually surprised that we don't have more of those types of games so far. Um, because when the Xbox One launched, we had the golf game, we had Dead, uh, we had, uh, was it Rise? Rise, yep. just Rise. I was going to say Rise. Of, and we had Dead Rising. We had mm-hmm. several games that padded out the library really well. Yeah. And uh, right now we we have the medium, we have yeah. the ascent, and scorn. But I feel yeah. real shaky and even expecting scorn this year. Like I have not seen or heard it dated for a while now. Yeah. Um, I think the medium will be there. I'm not even sure the ascent will be their launch day. I think the ascent will be here before 2021. But like it, it also like everything. And I think this is COVID related. To be 100. percent honest yeah but i think their launch day and launch window lineup is shaky because everything's coming in hot (laughs) because of covid i think that's why we don't have a solid date i do have a list of um a launch lineup that i've been following of about 30 or 50 games that i have split up either coming to game pass or coming launch window or day one there's a lot of stuff here but exactly which day it all hits on that's a different story yeah and i think because of covid and i think this is the case across the board I think this is why Nintendo waited so long to announce. I think this will be the case for PlayStation. And I think it'll be the case for Xbox. We'll just have to wait until we get there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to wait until consoles. I don't think we'll get confirmed launch lineups maybe until late October. It's going to be you walk in the store or whatever they have. That's what you can buy. That's yeah. It. And then, and but as the Switch proved, like, we don't need 50 games to sell it, especially both systems support back and pat. That's a power of back and pat. That's why back right. and pat is important because yep. you can play Gears 5. If, if you're one of the million people that never played it, or as Kevin said, you could play one of the PlayStation games. If you're one of the hundred million people that didn't buy a PlayStation this gen, I don't know why you were one of those people, but if you but were, mean they didn't play the game like days gone. Like a lot of people missed on that game and that game is phenomenal. So did it sell really well? No, in Japan, it sold really, really well. I think it sold. Okay. But in Japan, it, it was like well. gangbusters. It is a pretty good game. I agree with you there. And it's, it's pretty good. So anyway, uh, that's the roadmap. So hopefully you didn't, you enjoyed that. Hopefully you got some knowledge. So here's the thing that I ultimately want to get to. I think the talking point to have after going through all this research, Kev, if these games don't excite you, which I often hear from, from my friends that like PlayStation, then yeah, don't get an Xbox. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. Um, if these games do excite you, then, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe look at a series S or series X because these games are coming and I'm sure I do think Xbox will acquire at least one more studio. There's been way too many rumors about that for some time that they've been, you know, just the the Bungie stuff that just came out last week, for example. They are looking, actively looking to acquire more support. So I do expect them at some point to make an acquisition or two. And we'll see, you know, who they are when that time comes. But I think if they can, I think they will. We knew that they were one of the folks bidding. Batman and, and all yeah. those studios. So we know that they're looking, that they want to add more with their game pass subscription model. They have to, yeah, it's not absolutely. even of a, whether they want to, they kind of have to, they need more support to make that game pass engine truly what they want it to be. Cause while game pass is great, 10 million subscribers, that's not the goal. Xbox wants game pass to be like 70 million subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely. the goal. And to do that, you need more studios. 
And that's the thing too, is like you mentioned like, Hey, if you're not, these games don't excite you, then don't get an Xbox. Well, even if they excite you a little bit, just get game pass. And you're not buying all these games. Like you don't need an Xbox on Sony. <laughs> well, you have to be an Xbox. But on Sony, like all the, all the stuff that they're showing you, you have to buy all those games mm-hmm. at, at full retail, whatever that is, whether it's, you know, Sackboy, Adventure, Very good point. You get all of this for just game pass. Yeah. You God, can get dude, it's insane. Game pass price. It's yep. insane. What it's insane. You said that. And then I just thought, like I tweeted it the other day. I still don't think I've come to the reality that all of EA's games are just coming to Game Pass. Like one day we're just going to log in and it's like, here's all the EA stuff. It's like that for $15, it's really incredible. Right. Truly incredible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and you get Halo and Gears and Forza and whether they are the best games in the industry or not, it's dude, it's real hard to argue for 15 bucks. $15. Yep. <laughs> That's hey, a yep. tough sell. And the <laughs> thing that I love about the Game Pass model specifically for Xbox, and this is the thing that I don't think you can do the same thing with PlayStation is because I've heard so many people tell me like, Oh, I like halo, but not gears. I like gears, but not halo, but I don't do Forza. Xbox is basically ensuring that everybody at least buys two games a year with game pass. Whereas before, I don't think that was the case. I don't think you could always bet that somebody was going to buy, you know, state of decay. I would never bought state of decay for $60 or see if thieves. Nope. But because we're game pass, we had them anyway. We played them. They're essentially getting a purchase out of us all the time. Yeah. I don't think you can do that PlayStation because like Nintendo, their fans buy all of their games, every mm-hmm. one of them right off the shelf. They'd be losing money if they were like $15 a month. They'd be losing a lot of money. Totally. So this was really smart by Xbox this generation. At some point, we'll have to do like a, you know, a generation recap. But if you're sitting there like, how does Game Pass work? That's how. Yeah. <laughs> it works because they're essentially ensuring people that would never buy games are now buying them, whether they see it that way or not. Yeah. You're actively buying two first-party games a year, at least. Mm-hmm. So it's quite quite good, so, especially if they can get you to sign up long-term. Yeah. They're just ensuring like, that like they're future. years in advance? Yeah, they're future-proofing. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. So now this brings us to the Xbox One question. Uh, this one comes in from Tyler. Do you think with the arrival of cloud gaming to Game Pass, Xbox is ready to take on Stadia? It's a good uh, question. Stadia is still a thing. Stadia is still a thing. Okay. I'm um, going to be nice and I'm going to say no, mm-hmm. but I, I am going to walk the fence here and kind of say both. I think yes and no. Um, their streaming solution is only on phones. Mm-hmm. And until they bring it to the TV, Stadia fans can always say that's only on phones. And I, that's legit. It's only on phones. Yeah. Why anybody would choose to adopt Stadia versus tablets. Let's go with tablets. True. But yes. Yeah. Mobile devices. Good correction. Why anybody would choose to adopt Stadia's cloud gaming solution versus Xbox's is beyond me. And I will go ahead and tell you that I've played them both. And Stadia's service is better. It's better performance. It totally runs better. It is an adequate replacement for a console. Stadia is great. Stadia doesn't have the game library or the services or the account history, or, or the option. Well, see, the Stadia folks would get really mad hearing you say that because they think $80 and you're in. Um, but they don't, they don't have the history with customers, and they don't have the you don't have to stream option. Mm-hmm. And I think that's incredibly important. I've been bringing that up over and over. Stadia is cloud only. And for many gamers, that's a tough sell. Doesn't matter how many times Stadia folks want to say it's the future, People aren't ready for the future. I say this all the time. It reminds me of digital games. People weren't ready for digital games. You have to do it slowly. Who has the best 
advantage of doing it slowly right now, 100% without question, it is Xbox. It's built into Game Pass where they already have 10 million people playing. They have a push to play button right next to the app that all of those 10 million people play. And they're, they're going to get people used to the idea before Xbox ever actually makes it a real thing. Yep. They'll already be accustomed to it. So there won't be no shock when Xbox releases a Roku stick or whatever, yep. or a phone app or whatever, the TV app that, that does it. So I think Xbox has a tremendous advantage. Plus, I mean, they've got what, 70 million Xbox Live subscribers? Yep. They have potentially 70 million people that already have games in their cloud solution. Yep. Already out of the gate. I saw wow. a lot of, um, I saw a lot of Stadia folks making fun of PlayStation about their yield issues, um, with their chip development that came out yep. last week. And Stadia folks were like, see, this is why cloud gaming is the future. Like this wouldn't happen with Stadia. And I thought it was really funny because the, the tweet that I almost wanted to reply back with was like, Stadia wish it had 4 million people that PlayStation yep. didn't have. Right. Like, and I know it, like, I understand the point they're making, but it's like the insignificance of Stadia in comparison with PlayStation or Nintendo or Xbox is tremendous is not the mouth. It's not the word, you know, like it's Everest. It's like insanely huge. It's like, you know, like they're not a fly at the party right now. They're nothing. And at, right. it's not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be dismissive. It's not, I'm was there for Stadia as a Stadia founder. That's just being honest. Uh-huh. We've seen certain developers and certain people look up how many people are playing Stadia games during peak sections and stuff like that. They wish they had 4 million subscribers, period. Uh-huh. And we're talking about companies that have tens of millions of people that are active consumers. So um, in that regard, in the long term, I think Stadia is behind. I think they've got a I think they've got to, I've said this the whole time. Stadia has got to adopt a Game Pass like service. They've got to adopt a Netflix like service. They cannot do this no. pick and choose, buy it on your own, give us 10 bucks a month. It's too segmented. You'll mm-hmm. never get anybody to subscribe. I think you could get a lot of people to subscribe if you were like, give us 10 bucks a month and all the games you can play. Yep. That's something I think you can get people behind on. It's going to be hard to win somebody over. If they already have a PlayStation and they already have an Xbox and we see this past generation, there's almost 200 million people that that counts and they're all getting excited to buy new stuff again. So what is Stadia doing to win somebody over like that? Not, not to be the solution you use on the cloud to be the solution. How many people are choosing Stadia to be the solution? You know, and I know there's Stadia fans out there and and I'm happy that you're happy. Um, I do wish though that, that I think you deserve more. Like, I think, I don't think you should should necessarily be happy with what you have. You should expect more. Um, you should expect what PlayStation and Xbox give you if you want to have, if you want to, you know, hold them to the same standard. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think you're, you're spot on there is that you're right. As far as the, the stream quality, Stadia has the edge there, but like, you're right. It's, I'm not even sure Stadia's not even a blip on Microsoft's radar. Like their, their business model and plan isn't even to compete with them because they don't have to. Now, yeah, if they brought it to other devices, that would be fantastic. Um, which, you know, Apple devices, it's out of their control right now for that period. Yeah. Um, but then you look at like, okay, we'll be able to do this on my PC. You know, might be able to just hit, you know, stream and go. Um, can I download it and take it on vacation when I go and I don't have internet access? Like things like that. Microsoft will eventually get to those points. Um, Stadia will not. Like it just won't. And the thing I hate to say as an Android and like Google fan, honestly, is that Google also has a horrible history of doing something for a couple of years and then just dropping it. 
Mm-hmm. And I honestly can't say definitively that Stadia will survive something like that when Google loses interest if somebody else starts doing better. Like you said, Xbox is poising people, getting them ready for all digital anyway. Sony is starting to do it now with their, having their next-gen console that has a digital-only option. Like they're, they're working on getting people ready. Stadia was just like, here's this is how it goes, folks. And I think about it today. So like today, Xbox launched you know cloud streaming on Game mm-hmm. Pass. Today without anybody paying any money for anything, yeah. Xbox had more people streaming games probably, and I think it's a safe probably. I'm not I'm not trying to be mean. This is probably a safe conclusion to make. They probably had more people check out Xbox Game Pass streaming than Stadia ever has. That's how big of a base they have. Yeah. That's that's like what a brand means. And I I, I just think Stadia has a long way to get there. Like it's just again, it's tremendous is not like the it's a it's a bigger word than that. You know, they're just in different e- e- ecospheres. And I don't think they have to be, though. So that's the thing. My thing with Stadia is I think Stadia is happy just to be Stadia. That's true. They're just an option. They're yeah. not trying to lead the way. They're, like, happy to ha- to feast off the leftovers. I say, yeah, they, Google, just, like, give us some more money, however that much. That if, is. Yeah, if you can carve out, you know, because it's not like they're, like, they are building infrastructure for this, but this is stuff Google already does. Oh God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're reusing stuff they already have just to open up another market. So mm-hmm. if they're happy to feast off of 10% of people that are willing to adopt cloud gaming, there's probably a case to be made that that business case makes sense for them and yeah. shows room for growth in the future. But, but is it going to like, let's say 10 years from now, Kev, everything is cloud. Everything is streaming. No hardware works at all. It's just, you know, it's blade runner, Right. PlayStation and Xbox have histories with millions of people in games that they could already build into that solution that they already have. Yep. What the hell is Stadia ever going to do, ever, to <laughs> overcome that? You know, it's like a Muhammad Ali type situation. It's a David yeah. and Goliath thing. It's like, how do you, what are you going to do about that? It's like, you know, like they're like, hey, we got PGA Tour 2K. It's great. <laughs> but, you know, like, millions of people have thousands of games for 15 years of being a customer. Yeah. What are you going to do to ever make them leave that? I don't know. Like that's where I'm out. That's where I've always they could thrown my hands some up. Of the games over here. Right. That's where I always throw my hands up. I'm like, I don't know what you do for that. No. Nah. Ever. No. Nah. So it's going to be tough unless you could buy uh, a base. Like if you could integrate with Steam, like the UB Plus thing is a great thing. Like if you could buy a base, that helps. That's a great. Sure. That's a great path forward. If you could partner with Epic, if you could be some. Bu- Partner with Nintendo. Throw that out there. It's crazy. Insane. If you could partner with Nintendo, now we're talking. Right? Right. Because now you have that advantage. But without that advantage, I don't know if I could ever actually take it seriously. No. It's tough. It's tough. It is. All right. Well, that wraps up the show there, ladies and gents. So thank you for joining us this week. As always, Donnie, is there anything you'd like to direct people to? Dude, go get PlayStations and Xboxes. Like, we're we're getting pre-orders next week. PlayStation orders are going up every other day today. Like... We said at the top of the show, we're not, we're telling people not to buy a new console, period. Just don't. No, no, I'm all for it. Buy all of them. You get excited, man. Eat the hype. I freaking love console launches. I've been having a blast today. I love all of it. So I'm all excited. Everybody buy the machines that play the games that you want to play the most. And if anybody wants to buy me the consoles, I'm open to that as well. And then we get, Uh, we get Mario next week. 64 game. You get Mario next week. Um, with that, everybody, you can follow Donnie at Eat the Hype on all of the things. You can follow me at PSVG Kevin on all the things. Head over to the website PSVG.blog to find links to all the awesome things we do as a whole network. 
So thank you again, everybody, for your time. And in the words of Uncle Phil, there is no power greater than X. Greater than X.